You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. There we go. Hey, welcome everyone and welcome to a new edition of they is Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and I got some of the bad boys here with me. How are you doing today, Sin City Steve and Matt Michaels? It's Mother's Day. It is. Yeah. So let's wish all of you uh, mothers out there a happy Mother's Day, and thank you for hanging out with us, hanging out with the boys. You know, we're going to make sure we're on our best best behavior tonight now i can't promise that tomorrow or through the rest of the year but for this day i can promise we'll be on our best behavior okay so let's let's try to let's try to keep our words on that fellas all right let's jump into some wrestling talk this is what it's all about if you happen to be online we're on uh, facebook uh, facebook live so definitely leave your message and we'll try to get that uh, message in there um if you have any comments you want to say if you're listening to us on a podcast Thank you for downloading and uh, listening, and hopefully you are entertained. Maybe you, uh, you'll, you'll say, hey, we thought the same thing, too, or you might think we've lost our minds. We're going to jump right into Monday Night Raw. Um, all right, let's get to it, guys. What do you think? I mean, we're on the road of WrestleMania backlash. Uh, are you liking the way this is all coming together for this event? <laughs> whatever you say impact whatever you say <laughs> come on hour one give us a give us a re- recap what happened that you liked uh well so obviously uh i find it funny that um mvp is of course underscoring the fact right out of the gate that bobby lashley be referred to as the almighty bobby lashley um which obviously they've been, you know, hyping up that nickname, but now just underscoring it. So I guess that that's going to be, you know, a permanent, a permanent fixture. Um, permanent so fixture whatever. My uh, ass. Permanent fixture, my ass. I think that. Well, it's, yeah. It's as gonna, permanent as anything is in WWE. It's going to. I mean, shell, it'll change next week. Shell the shirts. That's all it's doing. Look at Roman this week. He went from the uh, the pin pile to the uh, the next shirt within two weeks. So you're going to see the almighty shirt, and then it's going to go away within three weeks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, uh, show started with that promo. Um, obviously, I mean, you had uh, you had Drew McIntyre in the mix, Braun Strowman in the mix. Um, I, whatever. Um, I, 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 I this just doesn't. I don't know. This just doesn't grab me and just, you know, keep my attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know what else to say, but I will say this. The very next thing that happened 
if you liked what happened at WrestleMania, okay, then you had to have liked what happened on Raw. Because AJ Styles and Omos wrestled the New Day, and they did the exact same fucking match <laughs> as what you saw at WrestleMania. Literally. The yeah. New Day, the baby faces, got the heat on the smaller man. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, almost makes the hot tag. And what happens now that they're in a completely controlled environment where they can alter the cheers and the boos? Some guy in the back pressed the boo button when almost got the hot tag. <laughs> Imagine that. So, of course, almost uh, comes Whoa. in, destroys the New Day. Time What's out. Up? I'm out, man. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that the guy going like this on the Thunderdome scream wasn't really, you know, booing. <laughs> the one. The one guy. The one, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, that was that was that. I mean, it was it was a 12 minute match. Um I do have to say okay. that it's good that they're establishing a new name and a new face, and they're actually getting behind Omos. Um, I would have preferred for it, you know, to to not be somebody that's you know eight feet tall and you know that kind of thing. But we all know how Vince is at this point, right? So whatever. At least it's a new name. It's a new face, which would end up being. Or not so much new, but uh, new and redebuting um, talent that ended up being the theme of Raw. So mm-hmm. um, honestly, I didn't, I didn't hate this episode of Raw. Um, usually, Raw is the most painful three hours of my life during the week. Right. Um, this week it wasn't. So I guess baby steps in the right direction. Well, this week you didn't have a kidney stone. <laughs> wow <laughs> oh boy. well played yeah well played oh man um so yeah um after styles and almost picked up uh the win to retain the titles um instantly um backstage we had uh sonia and uh talking with charlotte flair and of course you know when when charlotte flair is involved with things she is amazing However, she just always seems to find a way to get herself inserted into these championship matches. Right. I find it really funny that Daniel Bryan became a meme when uh, you know when he was added to the WrestleMania title match, but nobody's really commenting about Charlotte Flair and what always seems to happen with Charlotte and how she always seems to just so happen to get put into these three-way matches. Just, just a you know my thought um her whole character yeah. her whole entire character seems to be exactly what they do for her you know like the whole idea Bingo. of her saying there's no women division without me there's no way of surviving i am the and then they present her in that position for her to be <laughs> exactly the role you know it's so true it's weird you know i i i find it funny that at this point they they are taking you know what a, a a decent segment of fans online are saying and they're flipping it back on them in the form of storyline mm-hmm. so it's he it, it, it's it's great honestly yeah. i i don't, i don't mind that 
whatsoever. Yeah. It, it, I just find it funny. That's yeah, all. Sure. Um, I, 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 I find it interesting that WWE is hopefully starting to embrace this uh, bit of self-awareness. We'll see. <laughs> um, speaking of things that are a waste of time, Eva Marie uh, is coming back. All read everything. All Yay. read everything. I, I will. I will say this though: if if the rumors are true, and I did see a few videos a few years ago that Eva Marie had did, had done some extensive training with Brian Kendrick in his school, um, working on her in ring work. Yeah, and if she does come back, and there's a, a definite difference, then I will. I will gladly walk back every bit that I've said. And there could be. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if if she just comes out there and, you know, she still sucks in the ring, then, well, I'm not going to walk it back. I don't think um, she but mm-hmm. Go ahead, Matt, so, yeah. Matt Michaels. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that I personally liked it better when she was, you know, packaged to us the first time as Carmella and um, <laughs> I don't know why they're changing her now. Um, also, I think I can't wait to see uh, she'll be tagging with Naomi within four weeks. Is that when uh, Lana's contract's up? <laughs> That's when Lana disappears. I don't know if her contract's up, but Pretty once Vince, once Vince realizes that Ava, Ava Marie is not Molina, then things will fall into place. <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. Yeah. Um obviously uh there was, you know, yet again more talking segments. Um that that was one thing that really stood out to me for the first hour of or the first 90 minutes. Um I I read somewhere that Lance Storm um had actually taken a, you know, a stopwatch uh, to the in-ring action this week for Monday Night Raw and for AEW Dynamite. Um, and supposedly there was more actual wrestling in the first hour of Dynamite than there was, or sorry, in the first half hour of Dynamite than what there was in the first 90 minutes of Raw. So we'll see. Um, I, I didn't go that hardcore into it, but, you know, it... Well, more listen, talking segments, building more talking segments, setting the table for later. I guess. I mean, you gotta um, you gotta build that storyline, you know, and and you, you you can't have a bunch of wrestling if no one knows what you're fighting for. So you gotta build on that story. I'm with it. Let's go. Anything else in hour one, Steve, or am I going into hour two now? <laughs> um. Yeah. You can. You can go into. Um, well, there's uh, there's the four minute squash match with Charlotte and Dana Brooke, but you know that that was exactly what that was was the uh, four minute squash match with Charlotte and Dana Brooke. <laughs> That's already you know more time than that needs to be given. Was it the uh, whoever's silicon pops first match? Oh boy! <laughs> so you know we we, uh, we promised we were going to be on our best behavior, Matt Michaels. We've already messed that up, I guess. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering. I, I, I understand. Know, I, yeah, you know. I feel you. Uh, listen, yeah. yeah. That, that's four minutes of Lance uh, Storm's clock right there. 
So, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, Miz and Morrison, are we starting to see the breakup? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of talking and, and mm-hmm. all the shit going on. Damian Priest, one of the shining stars of Raw, period. Um, yeah. Take him off the show, <laughs> then it becomes even more painful, right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> God, I can't believe this. Um, this. This was amazing. I was surprised that they actually signed Monster. That was amazing to see him. Um, or was it? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, so they signed Monsoon. Yeah. Monsoon was fucking awesome. Monsoon. Was, no, uh, no, 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 wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, try that again. Mon Mothma. Oh, Jesus. She was, okay. she was a great. No, it was a guy. It was a dude. What the fuck? Dude, Monchichi. So Monchichi now <laughs> is finally, you know, going to be on Raw. You're going to have to try it. You got to try it again, man. Try it. It seemed like you're getting there, but you're. Just not right where you should be. So keep trying. I'm, you're going to get that right name. I know. Well, those words that you just spoke yeah. were actually what the agents told him before he went out the curtain. So <laughs> I I don't remember. Is his name Monsieur or Monsieur? Or, um, he, he, he's a French character, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mon- Monsieur. Yeah, he's Monsieur from uh, from the uh, French Saudi region. <laughs> Obviously, absolutely, absolutely. Um, anyway, Angel Garza's junior de- debut. Um, they haven't even set up Angel Garza's senior yet, you know. Um, but I'll get to I'll get to him. Why did Garza have to say to Gulak? Why did he have to say in like such a weird? like sexy voice the word ass (laughs) why not it was just oh it was just i don't know ass coming out of his mouth was kind of creepy um so the uh you do have to be careful how you use the term ass you know what i mean if you don't say it in the correct way it could mean anything that's all i'm saying go ahead uh Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I uh, <laughs> I got thrown on my list here because uh, some of the other stuff uh, that we saw. Um, how long do we all think, you know, Steve, you were talking about that backstage segment. How long do we all think uh, before Charlotte breaks off the engagement with Andrade for Sonia? <laughs> I think it's possible. Anything. Um and then anything can happen in the WWE. That's true. Some wise man once said that. Facts. Is is Rhea is she now a tweener? Because Oscar's obviously a face and Charlotte's obviously a heel, but they seem to have been thrown off guard by the fans not reacting to Rhea as a heel. So now all of a sudden she's just kind of an in between her, which because yeah, dude, the fans want to cheer for her. I mean, they see her as a yeah. badass, which she is, and yeah. the fans are right to want to cheer for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a problem that they're going to have uh, going forward with having such a tight women's division and no actual program just for them. You're going to have they're going to want to cheer so many different people that you're going to have you know these very odd situations where. Um, you know, I don't know what creative's going to do, and a lot more gray you're going to start seeing seeping into characters. Um, and then, how can you hate Asuka 
when she says something like, this is bird crap. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and then, uh, okay, Herberto Correa, what the fuck is Dale Gas? Because that shirt made no sense to me. <laughs> that's, I, I don't, I mean, is that what it said? Because that's what I thought it said. What Steve, do you know what it actually said or? <laughs> All I know is it big. It just said Dale Gas, and then like had a fucking uh, lucha mask or something on it. So I don't know. Uh, anyone? It's uh, a know? Sec- it's a secret code of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, Dale Gas. So yeah, basically oh. step on the gas. Yeah. Oh, step on the. Oh, I. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> if 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 I'm Vince, I don't know if you want your guys wearing shirts that say gas. No shit. <laughs> although, although he, uh, he he probably does have immunity at this point, so. And you know, um, yeah, true, very true. Um, you know, uh, just thinking, Simon uh, couldn't join us right now, um, but I know that Simon definitely can relate to Morrison because his Johnny drip drips too. So. You know. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Hurt Business. Uh, Shelton and Cedric versus two Mysterios. That was interesting. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that they had more than one Ray, but they had that two. That was kind of... And they lost. They lost to the two Mysterios. And then uh, they didn't get an entrance, which was interesting, too. Mm-hmm. No entrance for them. And then, obviously, the tag match went as the such in terms of, you know, them breaking up. Okay. Um, the only thing I that hit me was um, it took them 15 years to break up. So you're telling me that Cedric didn't realize any of the shit that he said before right then and there. Of course not. Yeah. No one, no one else watches any other program. No one goes back and watches shit from week to week. But watches, I mean, you're, he's living it. I mean, hey. you kind of would think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, um, it, so we have this match, uh, the Gulak versus Garza, and all I could think was, rose up the ass! Rose up the ass! By God, how is he even going to shit Gulak's Peddling his ass, and he ain't got any buyers. <laughs> That's all I got from that match. Um, then we had Vikings and Raiders. The Viking Raiders. Hey, hey, that was pretty clever there. Yeah, Ivar, you sexy little stallion. <laughs> we are bros, but we don't have the same parents. But metaphorically, and then he zips his mouth and gives Randy the key. Fucking awesome. Awesome shit. And uh, the last thing before hour two, uh, you know, kind of subsided was uh, we saw Sandow and Ricker get into the ring. I mean, Elias and Riker got into the ring. So, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Michaels, really quick. I just have to point out one thing. I, 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 I unironically, this was Randy Orton's 420th match on Monday Night Raw. And of course, they team him wow. with Matt Riddle. <laughs> uh, wow, that's um, yeah. there's that. 
That's nice. That's nice. There's a nice little fact for you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, hour three, um, all I can remember is Alexa was in it. And it was a nice uh, Sally uh, uh, or whatever. Lily. Lily. She, um, she's apparently doing what I was hoping she was going to be doing, and that is terrorizing the divas from afar. I'm sorry, the women's division from afar. So um, <laughs> that should be interesting if they do it right. It should be fucking fun. Right. Um, but did anything else happen in that last hour? That- Lashley versus Strowman in 13 minutes that we can never get back. Well, at least it wasn't in the first 90 minutes that Lance was. Exactly. So. <laughs> there you go, Lance. <laughs> right. So I, I find it I find it very glaring that they did complete the full-scale breakup of the Hurt Business, completely fracturing them on this show when they just dropped a new Hurt Business shirt for sale. Well, isn't the new Hurt Business uh, T-Bar and Mace? Is that, I mean... It's not official. And maybe that's why they had to push that fucking moniker for Lashley is because they realized, oops, we need a new shirt now because the new one doesn't refer to... It's like they're fucking... You know how the wrestling figures would always lag like eight months behind the actual (laughs) storylines? They're doing that with t-shirts now. So... Pretty much. That, that's raw, I think. That's the whole I, show? I guess, yeah. yeah. Nothing else is striking us. So. Impact, did anything stand out for you, bro? Uh, the ending credits. Um, the ending credits? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I cheer for every week. <laughs> I know there are no credits. but They I, never come. They never yeah, come. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Whenever I see the little WWE logo at the bottom corner of the screen, I know that that's that's the highlight of my raw experience because it's over yeah yeah you know i mean i will say like you said earlier i mean raw this week it 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 wasn't that bad uh so i for that it took me about three days to 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 get through the entire show but and maybe that's what you got to do you got to split it up within days (laughs) <laughs> you can't do it all at once. That might be the trick, guys. You know, just one hour each day. And then you go, okay, yeah, this is real good. You know? So we'll see what happens, man. We'll jump over, though, into Impact Wrestling, one of my favorite, favorite shows. Now, Under Siege, that's the pay per view that's going to be going on this Saturday. And they are having a six-way uh, number one contenders match. And, of course, the winner of this will end up fighting Omega. So who are these uh, 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 these folks here, these, these six names? We have Chris Sabin. We got Chris Bay. We got Sammy Callahan. We got Matt Cardona. We got Trey Miguel. And we have Moose. Now, who is the one? Uh, court, court, what? <laughs> You seem to always his name and uh, and Brian Myers. You always seem to just get those two. You know, oh, like, like the hot the hot dog dude, Brian Myers. <laughs> there you go. You know, but um, yeah. Anyway, they will have their six way, and uh, you know what? I I I haven't done a 
Friday's I Hear Voices in My Head episode. I had only one, but there were some things in my head that I watched on Impact that I'm going to talk about this Friday. I'm not going to get deep into it right now, but what it has to deal with is you, the- you taking over? You taking over Fridays now, buddy? <laughs> Are you going to release on Saturday? <laughs> I'll let you have this Friday if you want. Oh, is it? Oh, it's thir- is it Thursday and a Friday? Well, you released last the last time on a Saturday. There, right? Bob. That's that's correct. That's right on a Saturday. So, yeah, so, so it's recorded Friday, but released Saturday. Uh, but I said Friday because it's recorded. But yeah, you're right. right. You're making everyone gonna be looking for something ain't gonna be there. That's right. Okay, so uh, on Saturday for sure. That's what you're gonna be looking for. Uh, hey, I haven't done it too many times, so this is this will be the second uh, recording of this. But it's going to have. I'm going to talk about how they cannot mess this up, this match, assuming that Moose is going to be the number one contender going up against uh, Kenny. Now, if it's not, that's fine. If it is, we got to talk about it. That's what I'm going to talk about on Saturday's release because they can mess this up and be in some doo-doo trouble. Talking about Impact Wrestling, okay? Anyway, that's your six-way number one contenders match. That's what it's all about this Saturday, May 15th at Under Siege. Um. Other parts, though, of the show. Now, we didn't get a chance to have Tony Khan, like he normally do, uh, shit on the show. Uh, But they will always still find a way to do exactly just that. So how are we going to do that? Well, um, you know, when Kenny Omega teams up with the Good Brothers, it's amazing that they always seem to lose. And they they don't never pin Kenny it's always pinning one of the good brothers. So what a good old kitty say, you know, look, um, he referenced several things. Hey, remember, let's face it. He says, wins and losses matters. Now, where have we heard that before? In fact, we heard that same line used this past Wednesday as well as another another reminder. But yes, he said it also during that show. Uh but he says, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, guys, I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to send in the big guns to get you through your through your wins, because apparently they seem to be on a losing streak streak. And who's the big gun he's sending in himself? Kenny Omega is sending in himself. In fact, he told the guys he used to coach an all girls basketball team, which seemed to get Doc Gallows excited. So sure enough, during that match, Doc Gallows had um, uh, against Juice Robinson. Amazing. Guess who won? Doc won because Kenny was ringside and, of course, interfered. Again, you have the impact, the, the, the good brothers who's on impact shitting on them that apparently they can't get the job done without having Kenny, of course, representing AEW, to help them get the job done. It's another way of still shitting on the company with not having Tony there. It's amazing. It's amazing. Quick question. Yeah. Which company is Doc Gallows contracted to? Impact. Which company is Juice Robinson contracted to? Impact. I mean, I'm sorry. It's New Are Japan. you New sure? Japan. <laughs> New Japan, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Ah. So what you're saying is okay. that the Impact star beat the New Japan star. 
with the help of the AEW. <laughs> with the help of the AEW guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that's a good way to look at that, too. So, anyway, man, I don't know. Uh, and then, of course, Crawl has his match next week. Uh, and I, although they haven't said, we already know they're going to play the same game again. Kenny's probably going to be out there now to help him. But again, these guys, what, they can't do it alone? They were the Impact Tag Team Champions. It's, it's kind of like how, you know, um, uh, uh, Cedric and um, what's his name was treated over there in, uh, in Raw. You know, they were the tag team champions, and now they just lose every match. Like, they can't do anything, you know, to the point oh, now that they're sake, breaking up. Did you just compare I'm the just saying Good Brothers to fucking Cedric and Shelton? Yeah, he just did that. I did that. Okay. I, I did do that. Yeah. I did dude, it. Dude. So Sometimes, you know what? You just have toilet paper nearby because your ass is really just spewing diarrhea at this point. No, I'm spitting facts. Okay? And it's 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 absolutely bullshit as to what's going on. But that's uh, fine. Whatever. Uh, hey, anyway, there was El Fantasmo made his uh his debut and he went up against um VSK. Let me tell you something though. I, I most of the time Whenever they introduce somebody, you know, first time coming into the ring, usually that person, you know, they're going to win, but they just kind of dominate. They do a few of their moves and then they're out. They actually gave VSK a lot of love during this match. Like it was really going back and forth to a point where you didn't really, I mean, you, you knew Elf at Tasman was going to win, but the way it was being done, you were like, shit, is he? You know, because VSK was really getting uh, a shine. So, I mean, shout out to him. Because, again, they don't normally do that to other people that they're not focusing on. So, uh, it was a good match overall. Glad you didn't know that that match was taking place. Or else we would have had uh, voices in your head talking about how VSK was going to win that match. (laughs) That's what haters say. That's what haters say. And that's all right, uh, Matt. You can stay being a hater. Yeah. So impact. Yeah. I have to ask. Sure. What what did you what did you think of of El Fantasmo? I liked him. I mean, okay. I, it's yeah. I mean, um, is his finisher is just the um, the super kick? Yeah. He he uses a super kick. Um, he uses a couple of other things too. But okay. Um, yeah. It, but he was impressive. I, I, it was impressive. I I actually did catch this match. I watched it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, on their YouTube channel. Yeah. And VSK really surprised me right, um, right. it was he had a really good showing they did yeah. give him a lot of offense yep. and the offensive sequences that they gave him he made the most of them right um dare i say he he almost um granted he did pick up the loss right. but he postured himself in a very good way for the future and impact if they if they right. choose to continually bring him back which is interesting because you don't normally see that right when you have somebody you're introducing it's always going to be a, a quick squash match but that's not what this was so, I mean, yeah. shout out to him. Yeah, but, but you got to figure, too. I mean, um, you know, Phantasmo, I get no one's mentioning the fact that um, it's an NXT star on Impact. Yeah. Yep. That is true. But, um, yep. but anyway, that happened. Uh, you know, I'm not, and you know, next 
I mean, I'm pretty much going to end Impact with that right there. There was a, a lot of different other matches happened. I, I enjoyed uh, Taylor Wow, Ray, uh, Rachel um, um, Elling, uh, right? Um, Ellering. Um, and I'm going to talk more about the, the female matches uh, next week. But really everything for this past show was just trying to build up on uh, Under Siege that's going to happen this Saturday. So if you happen to uh, want to watch a good pay-per-view weekend, you go there before you jump over to uh, WrestleMania Backlash on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's impact for you there. So I guess we could jump over into um, NXT. What's your guys' take on that? Anything? Anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I don't listen. I don't mean that. Like, you got through Raw. How did you do it? But I actually didn't get a chance uh, to actually watch NXT this week and um, this past week, and so oh. I, I'm sure it was good. And I it's recorded. I just haven't got a chance to see it. So tell me about it. What happened? What's some of the highlights? Let's let's uh, let's. Start off by asking you a cliffhanger question. Okay. Did you finally figure out who the guy in the jewelry store was? You know, <laughs> I didn't. You didn't? So tell me. Go ahead. Oh, man. Well, then I don't even know if I want to talk about. <laughs> tell him anyway. Just tell me anyway. Well, it, it was the million dollar man. Was it? Yeah. 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 DiBiase. Yeah. And after uh, Cameron Gimes had a match this week, Cameron went to the club and uh, he wasn't on the list. (laughs) And then a limo pulls up and DiBiase comes out and he says, kid, you should have bought the club. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, so this That's this DiBiase awesome. thing is just working out beautifully with Grimes. It's yeah. just fucking awesome. Um, and uh, Grimes had a great match, of course. Uh, you know, uh, he wrestled uh, Asher Hale. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. Um, it started off this week, though, with uh, Swerve Scott uh, defeating uh, Leon Ruff. And um, I don't know, DJ, have you watched any of the, um, the Treasures, WWE Treasure Show? No. Were there? Okay. So um, the host on that show who goes around with the superstars is AJ Francis. Mm-hmm. AJ Francis is currently an NXT development guy. And uh, AJ Francis uh, made his uh, shocking alignment this week with Swerve. And uh, shit's mm. looking uh, pretty awesome. This is going to be a uh, pretty fucking awesome uh, uh, with uh, Brianna uh, Brandy. And uh, the Ashante Adonis. Uh, this is a new faction that is, I think, is going to be fucking unreal. Mm. They gave Swerve his own faction. It's awesome. Yeah, it's something to get excited about. So, all right, I'm gonna have to just stay up tonight and watch it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, okay. And then uh, you also had uh, Champa and Thatcher mm-hmm. against Grizzly on Veterans uh, again. Another just. Talk about guys just beating the shit out of each other. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, you had um, <laughs> you had Karrion Cross and Balor and O'Reilly and Pete Dunne um, in a, just a nice little segment about you know who's got the bigger balls basically in uh, 
taking away that W or the NXT championship. Yeah. But later on, later on, speaking about balls, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, um, they uh, they basically uh, blindsided Cross, and and you know Cross was coming back during like so you know they think they'd have him down and then he'd like get back up like how are you going to stop the monster type of thing mm-hmm. and they finally put him out. And the brilliant thing after they put him out, it's commercial. You come back, <laughs> and they are running their asses to their car. <laughs> There's trying. She's trying to catch up with them for an interview, and they're just like, "No, no, we're we're uh, we're uh, gotta get out of here." Um, and she's like, "Well, what about the uh, title match for Candice and Indy?" Like, oh, they'll do good. They'll take care of themselves. They're fine. Get in the car and just bail out of there so that was some good stuff really really good stuff going on of course austin theory has to wrestle cross now next oh yeah which is gonna be oh yeah yeah and that that promo with uh, austin theory and scarlet where uh he was talking about her nails yes yeah dj again just i don't know if you want to stay up tonight to watch this yeah um because you're going to want to be coherent for some of this stuff right it really was good yeah and this, you know what you got to start skipping raw and watching nxt dude <laughs> all right you know i, I might to have to, i might have to do that yeah i hate to say it but it's this nxt is a little more like you know there's just more stuff going on la night on um, jake atlas good match Knight got his win of course uh, uh, Santos Escobar uh, is going to be wrestling uh, Kushida. Uh, I think it's uh, this coming week um, for the title. Uh, the Shati Blackheart and Ember Moon versus The Way in a street fight. And um, Steve, I don't know about you, but um, did you see this clear fucking win coming? The uh, style of the win, the style of the win. No, not at all. Um, I, uh, I, I was, I was definitely blindsided by that for sure. Yeah, it's uh, regardless. I mean, it was a, it was a fifteen minute match, and it was a, it was a spot fest, but it was a good spot fest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all four women busted their asses. Uh, plenty of weapons involved. Plenty of plunder. Plenty of, you know accoutrement if you will oh and uh they they brought it man um candace and indy uh your your new nxt women's tag champs so great great for them um if anybody deserves a championship run in w and wwe on any brand quite honestly it's candace Lorette. yeah so um she's definitely deserving and you know for for indy to be able to to shadow Candace and to learn from her week in and week out. Um, I, I, I think that her trajectory is going to be going up massively from here. Yeah. DJ pay attention to the, uh, the dressing room, the locker room segment with uh, Candace and Indy mm-hmm. because Loomis stuff in that was just fucking hysterical. <laughs> they can keep this going for as long as they fucking want right sure. now. Yeah. It's, yeah, everything is working with the way it's phenomenal, mm-hmm. and and the best thing about it is 
you don't look at them and go, yeah, this is your top group in a company, right? You kind of go, you look at those four and you go, well, Johnny's been Mr. Takeover and, you know, Candice was always, you know, great performer, mm-hmm. but just lacking a little something. And then Indy and, and Austin were the, the young kids from, you know, the Indies. Um, dude, it, I, I just, NXT just fucking holds together, man. It really does. So, um, and that's, that's pretty much the show. Gotcha. Uh, Tony, Tony Storm's going to get her revenge on, uh, on, uh, Zoe Stark at some point, apparently. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's it. I, I don't know. For uh not writing anything down, uh, I think we did pretty uh a pretty quick uh recap, so Well <laughs> Now here's the crazy part, right? I, I missed NXT but I had the nerve to watch AEW and I'm gonna let Sin City Steve go ahead and take it from there. The nerve <laughs> The nerve. Really? <laughs> the nerve. <sighs> this coming from the guy that is happy to watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. Uh, one hour per day. You do it willingly. You okay, you man. you get your popcorn. You get the fuzzy slippers. <laughs> you dim the lights. No, you make sure that no. everything is perfect. Nope. Hey, Not at Steve? all. Just to be disappointed for three hours. <laughs> you know what, though, Steve? He's never asked once for his money back from watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Only nice. five people did from uh, AEW this week. I don't, I don't know. Five, it, so we'll get into that. So anyway, the uh, the show starts off. Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa uh, versus Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, obviously, you, you kind of knew what was going to happen in this match. Um, Omega just bails midway through the match, leaving his... His uh, trusted henchman, Michael Nakazawa, uh, to get destroyed by John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, pretty intense match for you know the length of it. It was about eight minutes, um, but again, it ended the way that everybody thought that it would, and it ended the way that it needed to end. Um, obviously, um, after the match, you had the the Young Bucks come out on stage. Um, also, Gallows and Anderson attack Moxley from behind, um, and they lay out Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, Omega drops a one-winged angel on Eddie Kingston, while Nick Jackson counts the three. <sighs> you know, can't the Young Bucks do anything without needing the help of the Good Brothers? It's ridiculous no. to have a team that's not on your show show up to take care of business. It is so weird. From a bunch of guys huh. who apparently can't win at all, when they're by themselves. Go figure. <laughs> they got you, bro. They got you. Oh, my God. Heel 101. Anyway. Uh, QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes. Uh. <sighs> by the way, at what point... Cody wins, Cody wins in a match that went 12 minutes... I'd say a match that went uh, about seven minutes too long. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, and if that match was live, then I would understand why the audience would want their money back. Yeah. 
Jeez. Pretty much. Yeah. Dude, it, it, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We talked about how, you know, WWE is attempting to build new stars with Omos and, you know, refeaturing some of the people that were featured on Raw under Heyman's reign and then just kind of miraculously disappeared into the ether. Um, but here, I mean, you know, you've got, you've got QT Marshall and this group of uh, trainees uh, from QT school, um, the factory. And yes, they're on TV every week. Yes, they're doing their thing. But I really can't wait for this experiment to just be permanently pushed to darker elevation. Um, it just, th- this, doesn't, this doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, anyway, long story short, um, Cody uh, got busted up near the end of the match. Um, it looked almost hard way. Um, so that definitely helped with the finish. Um, but, uh, Cody puts Marshall into the, into the figure four and gets the tap out. Um, while imagine this Cody Rhodes bleeding at the finish of a match. Can you explain to me, can you explain to me what got him bleeding? Because Um, I, I it happened at the very end of the match. I think, I think that it was a potato shot from Marshall. I don't. I don't think that it was like a, a you know, something that was done deliberately. But yeah, I, it, yeah, yeah. That's it, it yeah. Is, he, yeah, because there was one shot right, like after the tap had happened. Yeah, and QT peeled off, and Cody was kind of just sitting there, and they did that camera zoom, and you could see the inside of his eye was just fucking bloodshot. So he caught him like in the corner of the eye. It yeah. was kind of horrendous. Yeah. So yeah. after that, uh, you had Anthony Agogo come out um, and punch Cody, punch Cody in the gut. And throw evidently, the Anthony flag. Agogo has the most powerful body punches of all time. He does. Yeah. I guess for the British flag. That's it. We got it. We got to throw the the British flag over him because he's the American nightmare. And apparently. Anthony, I got the Go Go's is the version from Britain of the British Nightmare or something. I don't know what they're doing with those jackasses. I'll go with it. <laughs> you know what? And they don't know either. Can 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 we give a, a quick shout out to the uh, to the Taz vignette though? Um, obviously, uh, the the Taz vignette um, as he's been doing, where he's been you know critiquing. Uh, moves and, and things that people have been doing in the ring um, in almost a baby face kind of a way prior to this week, Taz flips that on its head. Obviously after being, um, being denied by Christian to join team Taz, he, uh, he definitely takes a heel slant with it. And uh, he pow- he uh, touted um, how superior powerhouse Hobbs was uh, in his offense during their match by comparison, which I, I thought was actually very funny. And the way that he delivered it was spot on. So that was, that was good stuff. Um, then there was a four way tag match, varsity blondes, Jurassic express, SCU and the acclaimed. Now, obviously the storyline with this is anytime that SCU loses the very next time they have to disband as a team. Okay. This match, it was stated that the winner of this match gets a title match next week against the Young Bucks. Okay. You have to be blind, deaf, and dumb in order to not figure out the, the, the direction that this match was going to go before the damn thing even started. 
Here's a question for you, Steve. That What's I, I, I honestly could not figure out in watching it. Didn't they were the number one contenders yes. as it was, right? Yes. Okay. So they they didn't even need to be in this match, realistically. Okay. 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 They didn't even need to be in this match, but they they were in the match just so that they locked in the title shot next week, so that they can try to pop the rating. So anyway, long story short, it was it was a solid match. Um, you know, all eight guys again. Um, Pretty, pretty solid work rate by everybody involved, but uh, SCU picks up the win. Um, it was, it was, it was a good match. Um, nothing, nothing really stand out. Um, so yeah, then my God, hour two. This was all blood and guts. Hour two was all blood and guts from the build up to it to the match itself. But before we got to that. We evidently needed to fill some time, so they sent out Kenny Omega in what honestly felt like one of the longest promo segments I've ever seen. And I've sat through Attitude Era and you know after Attitude Era Triple H promos that kicked off Raw that went twenty minutes. Let me ask you, good lord! So the the show that everything that was recorded earlier, yes, that was. That's still the same night that they still did hour two, right? No. It was a different day. No, different day. Different day. So basically okay. everything everything up to and including this segment gotcha. was, uh, or excuse me, everything up to this segment was recorded prior. Right. The promo and the, the Blood and Guts match happened that night live. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And so... so- you notice that what they were doing was they took fan footage and spliced it in to the first hour's matches. They put canned audience reaction. It was taped in front of no audience, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, kind of crazy. But um, nonetheless, um, yeah, you had... uh, Now, obviously, this was something that drew a fair amount of attention from a lot of people. Uh, You had Kenny Omega come out for this promo, and he's wearing the AEW championship. But he also had Michael Nakazawa come out with him, and Michael Nakazawa was carrying the AAA Mega Championship, the TNA Championship, and the Impact Championship. A lot of people took offense to this online because they felt that Kenny Omega didn't want to lower himself to carrying the Impact Championship and instead preferred to put it on the shoulder of his lackey, Michael Nakazawa. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I guess, I guess confirmation bias, if you want to believe something, you'll see it every time, no matter what. But... Why don't he yeah. just do what they did uh, when um, was it? What was it? Uh, Razor was it? Razor Ramon and Diesel when they when they went over into uh, WCW was was it that was they the one or or that took a belt and threw it in the trash can? Nope, that was oh, Medusa. That was, Medu- yeah. that was Medusa. Okay. Yeah. Why don't he just go ahead and just do that to the Impact? 
belt. Because apparently that's how they think of it anyway. Just go get a trash can and just dump it in there. No, because what will happen is obviously the stage is set for Kenny to make his way to New Japan and to capture that championship from Will Ospreay so that he holds all of the championships of all of the all of the the feds right. other than I mean, WWE brands isn't that two belts that no, Osprey has no they've consolidated that one down to one belt right. so it is just the one actual yeah. belt. it's just the one now yeah mm-hmm. and um so basically it's it's like Kenny Omega's Thanos gauntlet Right. He's going to have five championship belts by the time it's all said and done. Right, right. You know, the people who are complaining about that shit online, it's like, have you ever, like, as a fan, you buy one title, and it's pretty fucking heavy around your waist. The guy's got four fucking belts. What are you going to And he has a lackey in Nakazawa. Right. So why would Nakazawa be toting the fucking belts? Mm-hmm. Right. People just want to make want to make a stink. That's all that it is. But nonetheless, huh, um, it was also announced that next week it'll be um, Pack versus Orange Cassidy, and the winner of that match will get a an AEW championship match against Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing. So I guess we'll end up seeing uh, Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy at Double or Nothing. That's going to be my guess, of course, but. Oh, I'm not exactly thrilled with that, especially considering great. it's it's a dead end kind of a booking. Um, I mean, we all know that Kenny's not going to lose the championship for several months, any of his championships for several months. So, yeah. but nonetheless, um, yeah, dude, this, this like I said, this promo segment just felt like it was killing time. And that's what it was um, doing. Yeah. Miro came out, did a promo um, oh, again. Great. He, he announced that he has a TNT championship match against Darby Allen next week. And I am excited for that one because I would like to see Miro, even though they're not going to give him the belt. Um, I think that they're going to have Sabian come out, cost him the championship um, just to kind of, you know, build that feud for whatever n- unknown reason. But that's going to be kind of the direction. But if nothing else, this will allow them to get a feel for the reaction that Miro will get um, now that he's not with Sabian anymore. Yeah, but you know that's but that's a stupid fucking move on their behalf because you're going to put him against one of the guys you're trying to build as the future of your company, and here's an established guy that fans know already. So what the fuck does that accomplish? I uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then finally, we had the <sighs> blood and guts match: Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. Um, I mean, this this match went thirty four minutes. Um, it was. I think that AEW, they they look at things and they almost try to book a match around an ending spot. And, you know, whatever happens in the match, they don't pay too much attention to. And they do everything that they can and put so much effort 
into the final spot that people see that they just find a way to fuck it up. So what I mean by that, you had a traditional War Games match. There was a ton of bloodshed, a ton of craziness going on. Um, I highly, I do definitely recommend people check out the match. Um, Sammy Guevara, he he had an amazing match. I think, in my opinion, he was the main, the the MVP of this match. Yeah, because he's um, the only one that had that had spots that pretty much no one else did. I mean, he was about to have another one. He he kind of slipped on that one, but he had two yeah. good ones. You know, yeah, and I nobody mean, else had anything else. So yeah, Sammy there, for sure. There there were two there were two spots, like what you were saying, Impact, where mm-hmm. he jumped from one from one rope to the other rope mm-hmm. to a, you know, whoever he was attacking. Um and two out of three were successful. One he crashed and burned on. Mm-hmm. Um and one was a botch. So I mean it's it is what it is. Um the two that he hit were awesome. Yeah. Um that was my main takeaway from this match was just that Sammy Guevara has a huge future in this business, but not as huge of a future as MJF. Uh, MJF, in spite of the way that everything went down with the very final spot, MJF with the crimson mask standing on top of the cage, that, that's a great image. And I think the thing that really frustrates me the most is that the camera angle that they chose to go with for the spot where Jericho, Jericho MJF on the top of the cage at the very end of the match um, and Sammy Guevara sees that Jericho's on a specialty platform, ironically enough, right above the staging area. Um, and MJF hits him with the diamond ring, stands him up, and he makes it known that he's going to throw Jericho off of the top of the cage through the stage. So Sammy says, all right, no, we surrender. That's it. Just don't put, don't shove him off the cage. Obviously we all knew what was going to happen from there. So obviously the pinnacle pick up the win, despite I'd say 75% of the match going for the inner circle. So they had some great offense, um, but it all came down to that little twist there at the end. And then you have MJF standing Jericho up and then shoving him off of the cage through the stage itself, which they had placed cardboard (laughs) on the stage to break the fall of Chris Jericho, even going as far as covering the top layer of cardboard (laughs) with what looked like a diamond plated pattern, almost to imply that it was metal or the announcers even said concrete. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Um, So the thing that really troubles me is the, the camera angle that they chose to show the fall. When Chris Jericho fell from the top of the cage, the camera angle that they chose was one that when Jericho impacted, you could plainly see that he landed on a crash pad. Then they subsequently showed camera angles that they had that captured everything perfectly. That, quite frankly, if they would have been on any of the other camera angles, I don't think that the 
the pushback or the blowback from this would have been as bad. Um, just because of the, the, the camera angle, the way that everything was framed in the shot, um, it really it really took the piss out of this match. And that Here's really sucks to say. This Here's is obviously if you look at the exploding ring match, that was another example of the ending spot just taking a shit all over the, the match itself and people forget about the match. They only remember that final spot. Unfortunately, I think that the same holds true here. If only they would have had a different camera angle. A lot of people online were phrasing things in a way that, oh, well, we wanted Chris Jericho to fall through the stage. We wanted him to fall on metal. We wanted... No. Realistically, a lot of people online, myself included, I want the performers to be as safe as they possibly can. Every single match, every single second of every single match. I just wish that they would have chosen a different camera angle for the descent and the impact. That's all that I wish. Um, I, I had no problem with him landing on a crash pad. How many times has WWE had guys do stunts where they've fallen into and onto a crash pad? You can't count them. There's so many. It's, it's, it's just... It sucks that this match will only be remembered for that final spot when it should have been remembered for the match itself. Yeah, but you're giving the match a little too much there because one of the, the biggest things, and I think this is one of the biggest problems with AEW, is, hey, let's just let everyone bleed. Then everything will be good because it looks so fucking, you know, looks like they're doing something. This this is coming from the wrestling company. Right. That's what I don't I don't like. Um, if you would have had MJF with that crimson mask up there by himself at the end, great. But you had horrible, horrible bloodlettings going on. And you know what? Why? What did it do for any of those guys? Because now all we're talking about are two things. The image of MJF up there with the crimson mask, which you should be, and Chris Jericho hitting, uh, you know, the the cardboard fucking shit. Um, which you're right, camera angles, and and at some point, you know, bring back the mystique. One of the things that ECW was great about is they never showed you it the first time when it happened live. Because, A, they were concerned if the guy did break his neck and die, you know, on a show. But, B, the truth of the matter is, it makes it that much more dangerous by feeling that, by, you know, just the... Uh, could you imagine if JR just starts losing his shit and we didn't see that impact? And then the next thing we see is Jericho and, like, People that you've never seen before over there. Right. And then you're going through your footage going, okay, what angle looks the best? Let's use this one. And that's yeah. your replay. I've never fucking sat in a booth and directed, and I can tell you that is the way you do it. That's as simple as this. But Shayna Baszler, best reaction to the fans. We don't actually want a village to be burned by a dragon in game of thrones if they did that that would be really bad 
But if the special effects would have been garbage, it would have sucked also, and everyone would have said so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these guys literally bled their fucking blood by the pints. Yeah. Or something to make it irrelevant. Yep. So why should they even wrestle to the point of if you can't get your shit together and you cost these guys, you know, a, listen, one guy, if, if one guy comes down with some kind of blood infused infection from a match like that, you just fucked up because yep. it's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it, man. And that's frustrating. And no. I know, I know that you know. There's so many different opinions and theories of, of how it, you know, how it went down and everything. But you know, the true, the true, honest answer is: in 1988, if you saw the bleeding going on, that's something based in a reality show, right? Back then, people were still convinced that there was a truth to the reality of these guys. Now there's no truth to the reality. So be a little more responsible with it. You can do fucking fabulous shit. We've seen what NXT has done with their war games. And you don't see the type of bloodletting that we saw here. Especially, you know, Sammy starting it off. Guy was in the fucking match this whole time. And he, you know, he posts the picture online and he looked like... It, it, it's just like, is this worth it? Is this what you really want to be doing in this profession? And that is just mashing your body up. Yeah. And I, I, I will say one thing, as far as the match goes, um, I had a, I have a, a, a very good friend that hasn't watched any wrestling in about five years. And the reason why he left the product, um, why he stopped watching WWE was because of how watered down things had become and how, in his words, how hokey, how hokey the bullshit had become. So I, you know, I, I told him, I was like, Hey dude, do me a favor. Just check out. I figured that it was going to go on in the second hour, obviously of dynamite. So I told him, Hey, 9 PM TNT, Tune uh, you know, tune in, and you're not going to know anybody in the match. You're not going to know anybody. But I just want you to watch the match for what it is and what they what they do, and just let me know what you think. And his comment to me was immediately after the match ended. So they do this shit. So they they they're live every week on TNT, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to start watching Dynamite. That was exactly what he told me. Somebody that hasn't watched a pro wrestling program in over five years. Sure. Coming back to the product based off of this match. This match alone. So I think I think so that... Steve, but Steve, here's the question. So now they have to do that every fucking single week. Right? No, seriously. Because you're telling me that you start watching and you go, oh, the dark, the dark order. Why are they fucking hanging out on a motorcycle lawnmower with fucking this cowboy? You know what I'm saying? There's, you know, this is bullshit to hear. Oh, it was hokey. Wrestling's hokey. Oh, wow. This is great. They're fucking blood and guts. 
and blah, blah, blah. And fucking, yeah. Well, now you're in a bad position because now you have to do it every fucking single week. And you know who's going to be doing it every week? Cody fucking Rhodes. Because, of course, that's because Cody- who else? Yeah, that's all he seems to know how to do. Plus, by the way, and my buddy Chris just reminded me, um, you fucking saw the blade in goddamn Jericho's hand for the yeah. longest time. I mean, come on. Just, you know, it's frustrating because things should be better in a different sense. I don't, I, I don't disagree that a person tunes in and sees the match and should be interested in seeing more. But at the same time, you had a situation where, A, they got out of the ring during picture-in-picture. That 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 was honestly outside of the the camera angle with Jericho. That was my biggest complaint with this match. Yeah, that that was dumb. And then the other thing too that I thought was extremely fucking dangerous was the the cage itself was not snug. There was points where guys could have easily fucking broken their ankles. Because that thing was just going, and they were, you know, they were hitting the outside (laughs) on the apron, and it looked like, oh shit, you know, that's not good. So it's like, you know, just you could have all these ideas, you could have a great show, you can do it, but don't fucking do it without really going through the work that needs to be done to make sure it's a safe environment for your performers. You know, that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, shit. Honestly, I didn't know how MJF was going to make it off the top of the cage after the match <laughs> because he like he looked he was like he's got this crimson mask. There's obviously you know just fucking blood everywhere, so I'm sure it was not very easy to walk. And he has to crawl to get to the edge to then kind of like. You know, climb down it and stuff. It's just like, what? What are you guys thinking? You know, and this to me, the when a wrestler ends up dying because of one of their fucking stupid mistakes in you know prepping everything, then Tony Khan, he's not going to survive it, man. That's a problem. So be safe. Be safe. Agreed. Wow, we broke that down. So, uh, you know, hopefully you uh, you agree or, or disagree. But there was a lot of people that had a lot to say about that. And we're also going to talk more about that in our three count, which if you're listening to the podcast, it will be available on Tuesday's podcast. But if you're watching us uh, live now, we're going to be... Uh, uh, doing that live in a few minutes. Uh, so just quickly, right quick, uh, just on ROH, they did do three matches. They did one with the uh, the Briscoes versus Flip Gordon and EC3. Uh, very good match, Flip Gordon and EC3. They did win that. Uh, EC3, I got to tell you, um, his, his his look is still looking great. It looked like he's he's gotten better um, even in the ring. He's still kind of going after this kind of... Um, I, I, I don't know. 
the sort of the same type of um, vibe they gave him when he was over at Impact, and you know this guy of all who's exposing truth and knows all and all types. He's he's kind of taken on that same role when you do watch him in ROH, but they don't really being that he's not on there on weekly basis, you just kind of forget that. But still, when you see him. He just looks great. I can say that from the time he, you know, from Impact to now, he just looks better. And um, I think uh, over t- over time, if they just continue to keep, uh, you know, working with him, I-, I think there is possibility of greatness coming from him. I, I really do see it. But um, and-, and you can even tell in this match, too. So uh, they did take the win against the, uh, the Briscoes. There was also a match. Uh, Brian Johnson had an open challenge, and he ended up fighting. He thought he was going to fight uh, Dan Housing, uh, but Dan Housing eventually brought out PCO. And listen, man, PCO just don't uh, – he don't lose often, man. <laughs> and he didn't lose this match. And it's always great to see him because, I mean, PCO, man, he just don't care, man. He's there to do the work. You know, and, I, and what trips you out is when you know the man's – age and seeing what he's able to do off the top rope it just it's just amazing uh he had a great match and who did he wrestle uh brian johnson who <laughs> well that's his name uh and he and he issued the open uh Lead vocalist of acdc what <laughs> i know right exactly. um but the main event was between angelina love we don't get to see many women um matches on Ring of Honor, uh, versus Quinn McKay. Now, of course, Quinn McKay, she's the host of the show. She does the uh, uh, the backroom interviews and everything, and uh, she got a chance to, uh, to have this match. So just to, just to kind of remind you, during the 19th anniversary show, uh, they had mentioned that there's going to be a Women's World uh, title tournament, which is going to happen this summer. Um, so that's it's and it's the first ever uh, uh, Ring of Honor's women's uh, world champion that will take place. So that's pretty awesome. And um, and wait wait, wait. yes, yeah. it's, it's the first ever women's tournament to take place. They they've had women's champions, before, right, brother? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Uh, so yeah. So we had that, and then um. So there was a match between Angelina Love and um and again Quinn McKay, which um that was actually a really good match, uh, considering that you didn't know what you was gonna get out of Quinn and, and Angelina's been in the business for a long time. Uh for a minute, you know, it seemed like Angelina was just gonna dominate, which, you know, she did do that. And at one point it was like, Okay, this is over and then all of a sudden, uh she, she and, and, you know, instead of uh, making Quinn just pass out, she just kind of just you know like uh, you know why even finish her off? Again, Quinn then catches her breath and begins to now uh, you know do a couple of moves on her, thinking, "Wait, hey, maybe Quinn's going to pull this off." You know, doing a couple of submissions on her, uh, and it was like, "Okay, well, it's going to be interesting." But then Angelina came right back and 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 just finished her off with one of her uh submission moves and and angelina of course won that that match so the whole purpose of that was the winner of that match uh they get the uh, first round bye in the in the upcoming uh uh tur- uh woman's title title so anyways that was that and um like i said you don't often get to see quinn at all 
fight because that's not. But it was a dream of hers. She got a chance to uh, to have it, and uh, but Angelina was definitely uh, uh, more vigilant in the ring during that. And of course, having Mandy Leon outside doesn't also uh, help Quinn in any way because she <laughs> she interfered uh, interfered in uh, in different times. So good stuff over in Ring of Honor, and I'm looking forward to see what happens this uh, this summer with the tournament. So with that, let's jump over to SmackDown. What was going on over there? I was actually quite entertained, like I always am. Oh, you know, throwback weekend, uh, or throwback week for uh, Fox Sports. So uh, that makes you realize that SmackDown started 22 years ago. Fuck. Yeah. We are old. Um. One of the bad things about this whole throwback, though, was the fact that they used the old WWE logo, they used the old music, and all that shit that they were doing was pre-Smackdown by 10 to 15 years. Right. So it really was kind of out of place. They could have just time-framed it in 1999, and it would have been fine. Um, so it was a little distracting. Um you know, uh, Ico Pro got a nice Ico Pro uh, commercial, and we got to hear Lord Alford's, uh, you know, voice during that uh, promotional consideration paid for by the following. If you grew up in the 80s, you knew that by heart. Um, same with the uh, Duggan uh, ice cream bar commercial. So, mm-hmm. you know, I-, I could see what they were going for. Not bad. Not bad to see. Um, Cesaro and Seth started off it was uh, a very uh again good thing for those guys um they're they're great so it really was um a nice uh a nice long match uh that you knew what was basically gonna happen um but you know uh seth and roman backstage really kind of made me think that uh seth and roman did make a good team I don't know if um, they've ever thought about putting those guys together, but um, there always seems that there's like something shielding those guys away from each other, which is kind of weird. Right. Um, but if they had some, you know, moxie to them, you know, maybe it would all come together. I don't know. Uh, then, you know, the gold here, we got backstage with uh, Sammy and Teddy Long. Holy fuck. That was just, just beautiful. Um, you know, go back if you guys haven't seen it, go back and watch it. And if you've seen it, watch it a couple times. And if you do drugs, watch it a few times high because it's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> so Jimmy Uso comes back tonight, and uh, that's you know the main through line of uh, Uso is obviously going to be with the family, or is he not with the family? What's going on? Um, uh, but on my count, uh, Jimmy did say bitch. Um, so there was another bitch count, uh, this week on wrestling. Um, you know, so then you had a a woman's match and I couldn't figure out who the dude was behind the curtain who was dancing, who had like the shadow going on. And then when the thing falls, it's Carmella. Like who knew that she had such a nice dude featured shadow. It was pretty, uh, (laughs) impressive um okay so that was for a match against live uh live 
and um or ruby yeah see like at that point i it was so interchangeable to me because uh michael cole actually said the words this is an important match and my thumb got sore from the fast forwarding so you know, it was just like, oh God, okay. Uh, Bailey and Bianca again. Uh, you know, Golden when she laughs at Bianca, uh, not on Bailey's level. Just good stuff coming from Bailey. Uh, can we please, please drop the WrestleMania before Backlash because everyone is pausing before they say the word backlash so it sounds like they're making wrestlemania matches a fucking year in advance (laughs) it's fucking annoying drop it guys it's stupid we don't care we get it if it wasn't a backlash right after wrestlemania you don't i mean the word itself tells you what it is uh Dolph Ziggler speaking truth. Oh, speaking truth, man. <laughs> and uh, using the word flounder, just like Animal House. Um, boy, it's just nice, nice to see, you know, someone just call out Dominic for uh, just being Dominic. Um, and uh, he needs some roids. Um, that's it, man. Dolph. Ziggler, who's not a huge guy in comparison to a lot of you know a lot of guys in wrestling, but he's a nice built guy. Dominic needs to get to that shape. Otherwise, I'd fucking trade him to AEW and uh, have him team with Darby because if he's next to Darby, he'd look like a fucking man. So <laughs> if you can't roid, just do with that. Um, Tamina and Reggie, uh, boy. Man, Reggie can flip and fly and do shit. And that was nice. Um, and also, he can get kicked in the face and fall down, and the match is over like that. <laughs> so it's like, okay, all right, what are we doing? Um, and um, uh, Aziz, did you guys see the huge fucking earbud he had with him in that promo? It was fucking amazing, man. That thing was like, Fucking as big as he was. And I was like, wow, man, Apple's making earbuds for guys that big. Um, boy, that, um, yeah, that was a match. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, by the end um, of SmackDown, it's just like, yeah, okay. We got one more week until Backlash. Oh, shit. I got to sit through another one of these. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're doing some good stuff, but really everything's in a holding pattern just to get through this fucking pay-per-view. So. Yeah. Did you want to add any of that to anything to that, uh, Sin City? No, I mean, I, I do think that although it's 10 years too late, it's good to see them finally giving Cesaro the spotlight and a a great push. Um, I think that quite honestly, he, you know, he, they've done a good job with allowing him to almost get to 
a point where he's a credible contender against Roman. Um, I would love to see, um, you know, I would love to see Jimmy uh, have Roman uh, or cost Roman the title or something or, you know, something to that effect. But unfortunately, it feels like as if we're stuck in yet another lame duck WWE booking where we already know who's going to win the match as soon as it is announced and before the match even happens. Yeah. So, yeah, but how is he going to win it? Right. I mean, that's that's ultimately going to be the thing. I, I think that, you know, your logic being that Jimmy, you know, would cost him, I think that's actually going to be flipped. I think Jimmy ends up costing Cesaro. But see, this is another fucked up thing, man. If you would have had the ability to have Jimmy back four weeks ago and build, like, this really cool relationship with Cesaro, hey, man, fuck yep. these guys man you know i see the way he treats my brother fuck him you know i'm part of this family too and who's he to say this and you i'm gonna help you fucking take this guy down and then at the pay-per-view he screws cesaro now you got a feud between jimmy and him and you got roman still with the belt and you got you know but yeah you know who knows the the only thing that really kind of gives me some sort of um comfort in this whole cesaro and roman reigns situation is that obviously um you know cesaro left everybody lying this episode of smackdown not next week's episode of smackdown reason being is if he does it again next week then we know without question that reigns is definitely going over in a convincing fashion at the pay-per-view because wwe 50 50 booking so I mean, typically, the person who stands tall at the end of the go-home show toward a pay-per-view is not the guy that wins the match. That's been the case for years and years. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but, yeah. All right. No doubt. Hey, I wanted to um, piggyback just right quick going back to um, – Ring of Honor, because I want to clarify that on the uh, women's champion. It says Ring of Honor has not have a ha, has not had a women's champion since the Woman of Honor Championship that was retired at the end of 2019, and Kelly Klein was the last wrestler to hold that title before her departure of Ring of Honor. The title was retired afterward, but now it would be replaced by the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. So yeah, they they just seem like they t- changed the. Uh, the name and the the belt for that particular yeah they they had to get um away like any way they can distance themselves from kelly because of the uh, lawsuits going on yeah um yeah that's that's what it comes down to yeah and it it was just the way you said it it just sounded like they hadn't had a women's champion before right um but the tournament yeah it's it's definitely first first of its kind also really quick uh mlw started up on vice um yes and you know what it's uh not it wasn't new content that i caught on uh, saturday um there were uh two episodes that aired that was actually um old content that they pieced together which meant that the the and they were both uh, one hour episodes one was the second hour was a leo rush match i've i didn't really take notes to be honest uh, but it was like a 40-minute match. It was really, really some strong stuff. Um, but the first hour that they had, uh, it had uh, stuff with the Dynasty. 
with mm. Hammerstone and uh, with MJF. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of it is that for those people who might be tuning in who don't know MLW, you get to see MJF on your TV and go, oh, shit, he's with them? Okay. Yep. And then, of course... <laughs> When they go to watch new episodes, he's not going to be on it. <laughs> and there goes the ratings right there. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Well. Uh, Sin City Steve, as we close out the show, I guess there wasn't too much going on in New Japan. But I guess the one of the biggest news, I guess, was uh, seven more. It said uh, New Japan wrestlers test positive for COVID-19. So I guess that right there could be some... Uh, some pretty big news, but I could have been missing something, man. Um, anything yeah, you want to throw out there? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you're, you're missing a couple of things there, okay. buddy. Okay. Um, so, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dontaku show uh, was this past week. Okay. And there is a new New Japan Never Open Weight Champion as Jay White defeats Hiroshi Tanahashi in about 39 minutes uh, to win the Never Open Weight Championship. Um, in uh, what a lot of people are calling uh, an an absolute war, so these guys brought mm. it, and um, yeah, it was it was a thirty nine minute match. Um, Jay White uh, reversed a dragon suplex into the Blade Runner and picked up the pin clean in the middle. Wow! Um, afterward, uh, Jay White healed up, uh, cutting a promo mocking Tanahashi's "Never Give Up, Never Quit" catchphrase and uh saying that it's time for tanahashi to hang up the boots so the thing that's very interesting is with this win jay white completed his new japan grand slam championship mm. um, so he's won every heavyweight singles title in new japan pro wrestling um which is pretty amazing when you think about it and if you think how far he's come since uh you know since he burst on to the scene for a lot of American wrestling fans um, during his time in ring of honor. So yeah, man um, props to Jay white. Um, and then on, excuse me, the very next night, night two of Don Taku, um, there was a match that I urge everyone to go out and watch. Um, Will Ospreay defended the uh, IWGP world heavyweight championship mm -hmm. against Shingo Takagi um 44 minute match almost 45 minute match um these dudes absolutely killed it um uh, dave Meltzer, take it take it with a grain of salt whatever but he's already gone as far as to give the match five stars um and it was it was a it was a solid match man. yeah um if you if you have new japan world um i highly recommend looking it up Give yourself the 45 minutes to enjoy this match. Um, I did check it out, actually, right before we uh, went on the air here. And, dude, yeah, yeah. just go for it. It was Osprey's first defense um, of the uh, of this particular championship. And um, both Osprey and Takagi brought it, and they killed it. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. No doubt. I'm not going to give away the winner of the match, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, cool. Uh, everyone, thank you for hanging out with us. We do record this show on Sunday, so that's also the reason why you uh, hear us also saying Happy Mother's Day. So we want to wish that out to all the mothers one more time. 
But we thank everyone for uh, rocking with us on uh, chat. And if you happen to be listening to this on the podcast, thank you for downloading it. And um, and make sure you listen to the podcast um, for Tuesday night. was three count where we got three good topics. And we're going to talk again a little bit more about the uh, blood and gut. So uh, with that, thank you for uh, hanging out with us. And we will see you next time. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.